the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 1970, KDIZ Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Mitch Thomason in Washington. Due in court later this morning, a veteran national political consultant caught up in the Mueller investigation, although the charges are not about allegations of Russian collusion. While saying he would support a reasonable agreement to reopen the government, President Trump adds a potential caveat. The president saying he would be willing to accept a down payment on his border wall. Democrats, though, don't seem to be taking too much to that idea. Bipartisan talks underway on Capitol Hill aimed at ending the partial government shutdown now on day 35. Classes in Wisconsin's biggest school district have been canceled because of the bitter cold that settled in. A high of two degrees expected today in Milwaukee as a cold snap spreads across the upper Midwest. Stocks are higher this morning on Wall Street, but now up 215 points. This is SRN News. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play Wellness Radio Minneapolis. Throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite Wellness Radio 1570 hosts and shows with Alexa and Amazon Echo. Just after 9 o'clock, happy Friday, ready for the weekend? So are we, and in less than one week, six days to be exact, we have got a great event coming up. Prepare and Respond 2019, helping you make sure you know what to do in case an emergency or crisis occurs, your home, your school, your church, your small business, anywhere. We've got the tips from experts. Prepare and Respond 2019, next Thursday, free event in Hopkins. Sign up today, TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com. A new year brings new opportunity. Seize it with Quantum Nutrition Lab's three key players for weight management. Promote physical performance and muscle energy with creatine monohydrate. Stimulate fat metabolism with green tea extract. Subdue hunger signals and boost protein intake with our vegan plant protein powder. Buy two bottles, get the third one free. Call 888-588-7578. That's 888-588-7578. Or visit us online at qnlabs.com. That's QNLABS.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Bob Marshall, PhD, host of Healthline. Tune in to get your questions answered and hear the latest breakthrough information for you and your family. Our product line, Quantum Nutrition Labs, delivers what others only promise, nutrition that really works. Hi, everybody. Randy from RB's Computer Service. Let's talk managed services. Managed services is when you let a company like ours take over the responsibilities of keeping all of your computers and servers protected and running efficiently. We keep your systems patched, keep antivirus protection on all of your systems, provide a way to filter out much of the malware, manage your backups, and most of all, keep you up and running. This is no easy task and takes you time. Time is money. If your server or even an important computer goes down, can you afford this? Let us take care of all this for you, and you can stay focused on being profitable. And don't forget, we also fix your PCs, Macs, cell phones, and tablets, too. Call us today at 763-441-3884. Once again, 763-441-3884. Or find us on the web at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Hello, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, 
WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services. So your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at WNAV-video.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? If you want to be inspired, get help in becoming all you can be, the time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about looking back. If you listen to this radio show, I talk a lot about the timeline, that we have a past, we have a present, and we have a future. You know, what's the saying? Yesterday was history, tomorrow's a mystery, today is the present, so we must treat it like the gift that it is. And we live in a society that is so wrapped up in our past. We just had Judge Kavanaugh had to defend himself for what happened 38 years ago. We're wrapped up in the whole Black Lives Matter movement and in the black theology movement about what happened 200, 300 years ago, what happened. Look at the whole Middle East. You know, what happened thousands of years ago? We're so wrapped up in our past, you know, with our DNA, 23andMe. We want to figure out how much of a victim we are, how much we can claim to be a victim because we're this skin color, or this nationality, or from this place, or from this and that. We get so wrapped up in the past. And these three places, these time zones, the past, the present, the future, we got to understand them. There's a lot to learn from the past, but we can't live in it. None of us would go down the freeway of life going 100 miles an hour in a forward direction with our head cocked 180 degrees behind us looking in the rearview mirror. Yet that's how a lot of people live their life. If you consider the concept of filing cabinets, most people have misfiled their past into other people's future and in their present. And so we must learn from the past but not live in it. We must look forward to the future, move towards the future, dream of the future, imagine a future, create a future in our mind's eye, create neural pathways that allow that future to take place. However, we can't live there because it's a promissory note. It's not guaranteed. You never know. Planes crash and people die. You never know when you will take your last breath on this planet unless you take your own life. And so you got to realize there's only one place that we can truly live our lives. And that is in the now moment. And the only place you can find the now moment is in the present. We must live in the now moment in the present. We must be in the now moment in the present. We must focus in the now moment in the present. Because remember, we are unconscious creatures. We only use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. The rest is still being used. It's just unconscious. Remember the highest level of learning, the four levels of learning? Highest level is called unconscious competence. In other words, you don't know what you know. It's mastery. And so today we're going to look back and I'm going to give you reasons, foundational reasons, scientific reasons, logical reasons why there is value in sometimes looking back. And this is a premeditated, a purposeful look back. It's not the way the world does. It's not a victimhood look back. It's not poor me, poor me, look at how bad I was in the past. Not at all. It's about collecting more data to learn from the past. So we can do something different today so that tomorrow is different than yesterday. So let me start with a few words of prose by one of my favorite poems, Edgar Albert Guest. It's called Looking Back. I might have been rich if I'd wanted the gold instead of the friendships I made. I might have had fame if I'd sought for renown in the hours when I purposely played. Now I'm standing today on the far edge of life and I'm just looking backward to see. What I've done with the years and the days that were mine and all that has happened to me. I haven't built much of a fortune to leave to those who shall carry my name. And nothing I've done shall entitle me now to a place on the tablets of fame. 
But I've loved the great sky and its place of blue. I've lived with the birds and the trees. I've turned from the splendor of silver and gold to share in such pleasures as these. I've given my time to the children who came. Together we've romped and we played. And I wouldn't exchange the glad hours spent with them for the money that I might have made. I chose to be known and be loved by the few and was deaf to the plaudits of men. And I'd make the same choice should this chance come to me to live my life over again. I've lived with many with my friends and I've shared in their joys, known sorrow with all of its tears. I've harvested must from my acres of life, though some say I've squandered my years. For much that is fine has been mine to enjoy, and I think I have lived to my best. And I have no regret, as I'm nearing the end, for the gold that I might have possessed. And see, ladies and gentlemen, there is a time to look back. But history is replete with many examples of when we're supposed to be moving forward, that we're looking backwards. You know, in the Bible, if you think about it, Lot's wife is a figure first mentioned in Genesis 19. And the book of Genesis describes how she became a pillar of salt after she, quote, looked back at Sodom. She's not named in the Bible, but it's called Adu or Edith in some Jewish traditions. And she's found in Genesis 19, 15 to 26. Uh, Genesis 19, 15 says, As morning dawned, the angels urged Lot, saying, Up, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, lest you be swept away in the punishment of the city. But he lingered. So the men seized him and his wife and his two daughters by the hand, the Lord being merciful to him. And they brought him out and sent him outside of the city. And again, you know, this whole debate on whether God's okay with homosexuality. I mean, the city was called Sodom uh, and it was destroyed. And I think they found it by the Dead Sea, the old city of Sodom. And so one thing I learned a long time ago, God never changes. God's immutable. He doesn't change. The same sin that God found abhorrent in the Old Testament is the same sin today that will keep a believer uh, from walking in the presence of God for eternity. Because sin is sin to God. And to God, no sin is greater than any other sin. But notice the very end, what Lot says. I mean, and I'm sorry, the book of Genesis says. Genesis 23. The sun had risen on the earth when Lot came to Zoar. Then the Lord rained on Sodom and Gomorrah sulfur and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew the cities and all the valley and all the inhabitants of the cities and it grew on the ground. Verse 26. But Lot's wife behind him looked back and she became a pillar of salt. And Jesus refers to this episode in Luke 17, uh, 28 to 33. He says it was the same in the days of Lot. People were eating and drinking uh, buying and selling, planting and building. But the day Lot left Sodom, fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. It will be just like this on the day the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, no one who is on the housetop with possessions inside should go down to get them. Likewise, no one in the field should go back for anything. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever tries to keep their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life will preserve it. And you've heard that people talk about this, the good old days. The good old days. Remember when I was in college, the good old days when we were first married, the good old days. See, there's a reason to look back, but you got to make sure it's the right time. All great leaders reflect. Matter of fact, today we're going to go into scientific reason why it is great value to occasionally look back, as long as you do it back with purpose. But the greatest look back in real life outside of the history of the Bible uh, is what's called the Miracle Mile on Saturday, 7th August, 1954. But first of all, let me back up a little. On 6th May, 1954, Roger Bannister ran the first sub-four-minute mile at Ifley Road in Oxford. He held his world record for just six weeks before his great rival, John Landy of Australia, broke it by more than a second with a time of three minutes and 58 seconds. The stage was now set for a dramatic showdown between the two runners in the final of the One Mile at the Empire Games in Vancouver on 7 August 1954. The race proved to be probably the most exciting mile race ever run, and is still known as the Miracle Mile. A statue stands in Vancouver to commemorate its moment of highest drama. When John Landy looked back over his left shoulder, just as Roger Bannister passed him on his right. Of that instant, 
John Landy said, when Lot's wife looked back, she was turned into a pillar of salt. When I looked back, I was turned into a pillar of bronze. You know, it's very little difference between a gold medal winner and a bronze medal winner. Sometimes there's less than a second. And see, that's what happens when we look back at the inappropriate time. Remember, the good Lord put the eyes in the front of our face. And Roger Bannister realized this. John Landy realized this. Why does that matter to you? Because we move in the direction we're looking. And we look in the direction we're moving. Listen to the impact of leadership. Listen to the impact of leadership awakening on Pastor Don Delich. Leadership Awakening is a very unique and dynamic 46 hours packed with energy, enthusiasm, and challenges. It has taught me to maximize my opportunities. My goal is to be the best that I can be for Jesus Christ and to inspire others to commit their entire bodies, souls, minds, and spirits to God's calling for them. My priorities are to serve the Lord first, my wife next, then my family, followed by all others who connect with me. Leadership Awakening provides tools to enable us to focus our skills and to love blessing many lives. Please consider Leadership Awakening. To check out the dates and locations of upcoming Leadership Awakenings, go to likeitmatters.net slash events. That's likeitmatters.net slash events. Does your church, school, or small business know what to do in the event of an emergency? Do you know how to handle threats to your building and property? Are you set up to stop cybersecurity threats and data breaches? Do you have an emergency action plan in place? If you answer no to any of these questions, join us Thursday, January 31st at the Eisenhower Community Center in Hopkins for Prepare and Respond. This free event is geared towards pastors, church security team members, school administrators, and small businesses. Prepare and Respond hosts industry experts who will teach you how to put a scalable action plan in place to keep your congregation, faculty, students, colleagues, and businesses safe. Join us on Thursday, January 31st from 8 a.m. to noon at the Eisenhower Community Center in Hopkins. A complimentary breakfast will be served to the first 100 people to register. To learn more about this free event and register, go to TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com. Prepare and Respond is supported by Henningsen and Snoxel. If listening to Mr. Black on Like It Matters Radio is not enough, if you need more of him, here's one option for your Mr. Black fix. Like It Matters Way of Warrior is his daily blog that can be delivered directly to you. Each day, he chooses a word from the Book of Wisdom and expands and illuminates the scripture to allow for application. Go to wayofwarrior.blog, click the follow button, and join the daily blog. For more of Mr. Black, go to wayofwarrior.blog. That's wayofwarrior.blog. Raise the bar with Mr. Black. In addition to Like It Matters Radio, Mr. Black is available for life caddy work. One-on-one coaching to help you achieve your dreams. Need a keynote speaker? Mr. Black will personalize a message for your audience. He also provides customized training for your business or organization. And of course, who can forget Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training, where thousands of lives have been transformed. All at likeitmatters.net. Raise the bar with Mr. Black at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and today we are taking a look back. You know, we're getting ready to wrap up this year, 2018, and get ready to create a brand new year in 2019. So before we move forward, we first should take a look back uh, to see uh, the lessons from the past. 2019 is going to be a great year. I got to tell you right now, 2018 for me was a great year as well. Great doesn't always mean good, but uh, there were some uh, good things that happened uh, and there were some very traumatic things that happened this year. Uh, And it's really about learning uh, the lessons from our past. Uh, And today as we go through looking back, we're going to go through a SWOT analysis of this year that's ending you know, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. We want to go back and take a look at the highs and the lows. What were some of the big moments in the past? What were some of the low moments? 
What were some of the greatest learnings? What were some of the greatest accomplishments? What were some of the greatest disappointments? What were some of the things that if you had to do over, if you had to, you know, bogey or uh, whatever it's called, uh, not a bogey, um, I forgot what it's called, uh, where you get to redo a shot, if you had one of those, you know, we can't go back to the past. I wish we could. I caused a lot of pain back there. But one thing we can do is we can reflect on the past at the proper time. So we can learn the lesson, so we can do better. So maybe we can go back and apologize. So maybe we can go back and, and fine-tune something. Maybe we just change one little thing, and the outcome is going to be greatly different. And today I'm going to give you a couple of tools to do that. One's called the Thoughts and Emotions Journal. Uh, one's called the Perceptual Position. And so I'm going to give you some tools to do this. But first, I want to cover the value of this, what we call looking back reflection, because that's technically what it's called. And whenever I think about reflection, I always think about the little story about Echo, a reflection of you. You know, the story about a father and his young son who were walking through the mountains. Suddenly the son fell, hurting his leg on a rock, and he screamed out, Ah! To his surprise, he heard a voice repeating, Ah! This made him curious. So he yelled, Who are you? Back came the same answer. Who are you? Now he's getting a little annoyed by all these responses. He yelled out, coward. Back came the same reply, coward. Now thoroughly confused, he looked to his father and asked, Dad, what's going on? His father smiled and said, son, pay attention. Looking across the valley, his father yelled to the mountain, I admire you. The voice answered, I admire you. Again, the man cried out, you are a champion. The voice replied, you are a champion. The boy was amazed, but still very confused. So his father explained, son, what you're hearing is an echo. It is the sound of our voices bouncing back from the mountains. However, this really is how our life works. It returns to us what we think, say, and do. Our lives are a reflection of our thoughts and our actions. If you want more love in your world, create more love in your heart. If you want to be treated with kindness, treat others with kindness. If you want more competence on your team, become more competent. This relationship applies to everything. In all aspects of life, life will give to you everything you give to it. Only it will give you even more in return. Your life is not ever a coincidence. Each moment is a reflection of you. The son listened and grew in understanding, and through the following year, through the following years, he witnessed the truth of these words in his life. To think is to create, and biblically, this says the same thing. Biblically, it says that the same mercy, the same grace, the same forgiveness, the same generosity that you give to the stranger, that you give to the one you don't like, that you give to the one who's not nice to you, that same measure, that same portion that you give to others is the same portion that will be given back to you. But God says, but a godly portion more. And so many people are dishing out one thing and expecting other people to dish them out something different. If you want grace, give away grace. If you want mercy, give away mercy. If you want forgiveness, give away forgiveness. For when you were a stranger in a strange town, people fed you. You lived in a house that you didn't build. You lived off of food and plantations you didn't plant. That's what the good book says. And so we need to have empathy because what's lacking in today's world is understanding. And one of the great things about reflection, about looking back, is that it gives us more data. Because remember, we function unconsciously. We only use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. Majority of our life is experienced at the unconscious level. So even though we're going through life, we miss stuff. One of my favorite shows on True TV is The Carbonaro Effect. He's Michael Carbonaro. He's a magician. Uh, and he goes and he's just, people go into Kinko's, they go into grocery store, and there he is, you know, as a receptionist or as a checker or whatever, and he's doing magic with you, you just don't know he's doing magic. And one of my favorite things he does is he'll be talking to somebody, he'll have something in his hand, be discussing it, and then he'll like dip down behind the desk or dip down behind a, a thing he has in front of him, and just for two seconds and pop back up and be totally dressed differently. 
I mean, hairstyle different, different stuff. And I got, I'm amazed at how many people never, ever see a total a difference at all. I mean, one of my favorite ones when he's talking to a guy who who is a uh, he he knows uh, radios. He has all these different radios over the last sixty years, and he said, "Well, can you tell what century or what decade this comes from?" And every time he dig dig down to get another radio, he would actually be dressed in the attire of that decade: seventies or eighties or sixties or fifties or nineties. And so he'd pick down, pick up a, a new different radio. Uh, and he'd ask the guy, well, what decade was this from? And he's actually dressed in the attire of that decade. And every time he changes his wardrobe, and it's only two seconds, this guy never once notices, and we're talking about radical changes, he never once notices a single change, but he's carrying on a five-minute conversation about radios and what decade radios got this and what decade radios got that, and he's looking at him the whole time. That shows you what I'm talking about. Everything you've ever experienced in life, you have part of your experiential aquarium. It's stored, but it's stored at the unconscious level because when you went through, you were going through unconsciously. And so even though you're not aware it took place, if you were to go back and, quote, replay it in the now moment and be consciously aware, you would notice all the stuff you missed. That's one of my gifts as a counselor is I can take you back to any point in time and put you back in that moment in time and have you relive that exact moment, but this time being consciously aware of all the things you were seeing, all the things you were hearing, all the things you were experiencing, which allows you to learn from that experience and do better next time. And so reflection is one of those words that has a lot of different meanings. Remember the most defined word in the English dictionary is the word called set, S-E-T. has over 400 uses. And so reflection, the art of ref- the act of reflecting as in casting back a light, an image, representation, counterpart, uh, fixing of the thoughts on something, careful consideration. And that's the way that we're going to use this word today, reflection. It's in fixing of the thoughts on something. And what we're going to do is we're going to take a look back. Reflective learning is what's called. It's called reflective learning. And reflective learning can be considered as a conscious reevaluation of experience for the purpose of guiding future behavior. Don't you get? You take a step back at the appropriate time and you take a look at what took place. What's the reason for it? Not just to wall in the past, not just to live in the good old days, not to feel sorry for yourself, but for the purpose of guiding future behavior with attention to feelings, ideas, and behavior. Reflection is regarded as essential for learning in what follows. Think about this. We learn by reflecting backwards because life is a series of events. And we get so wrapped up in the rat race of life that we're going through the motions that we miss a lot of stuff. And so reflection and reflective learning, I use those interchangeably. Reflection can be individual or it can be collective involving the articulation and sharing of experiences and collaborative construction of knowledge. Reflection takes place in the workplace as well as in educational settings and our personal life. So, reflection ties into what we know about the science of learning. Think about this. When you engage in reflection and do it well, you will often be engaged in the process of effortful retrieval, purposeful effort at retrieving for the purpose of learning and growing. See, in our class, at the end of each module, we have six modules, two and a half day class. At the very end of each module, we have them do this. We have them create a strategy, a roadmap. We have them write what's called a notes to myself. They keep a journal entry. They keep a journal through the whole experience. And the first half of the report is they list out all the activity training, all the stuff they did in class. It's an individual process. They're teaching them how to recollect, how to remember, how to remind themselves at the proper time. And then the second part is what are the benefits you're receiving from this training and specifically how will you apply them to your personal and business life. And so I start teaching people the value of effortful retrieval, purposeful effort at retrieving for the purposes of learning and growing. So retrieval practice. Remember, practice, practice, practice is the best way to get to Carnegie Hall. You know what Carnegie Hall is, right? The place where the best of the best. So retrieval practice is a strategy in which bringing information to mind enhances and boosts learning. 
deliberately recalling information forces us to pull our knowledge, quote, out and examine what we know. Often we think we've learned some piece of information, but we come to realize we struggle when we, when we want to recall the answer. It's precisely this struggle or challenge that improves our memory learning. By wanting to recall information, we exercise our strength in our memory, and we can also identify gaps in our learning. And more importantly, what it does is allows us to pick up things we missed the first time. And after the break, we're going to go into the, the perceptual positions. We're going to go into thoughts and emotions journal. And the, why, the reason why both of these have value is because they allow us more data. And we have more data. We're looking back. We can make better decisions as we move into the future. Be back in three minutes. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to St. Louis February 7th through the 9th. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Looking for future leaders we can trust and believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Minnesota. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It begins by making their grades and being on time for practice. It includes learning to listen, following directions, accepting responsibility, being a good role model. And it's about respect for officials, opponents, the rules, and each other. The result? It transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. High school sports. There's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Hi, this is Mr. Black. In order to grow into mature adults, we need food. If we are to grow in our relationship with God, we need the bread of life, Jesus Christ. Every day on wayofwarrior.blog, I share God's word and unpack its meaning so you can apply it in your daily walk and grow with God. If your desire is to grow into the likeness of Christ and be all he created you to be, go to wayofwarrior.blog and click the follow button to receive this daily sustenance. Wayofwarrior.blog. That's wayofwarrior.blog. Still need more of Mr. Black? Understand how your brain is wired with brain mapping. This innate intelligent profile will identify your personality and learning styles to help you maximize your potential. Transformational Leadership Awakening has changed the life of hundreds of participants and can change yours too. Mr. Black also does one-on-one life caddy work. If you want him to walk with you and help you be your dreams, then having Mr. Black as a life coach is the answer. Training is available on an individual basis and company-wide, all at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And on this day that Mr. Black's got a stuffy nose, apologize for my voice, we are taking a look back. Because before we can truly intelligently move toward the future, we first need to learn from the past. Before we go into 2019 with guns a-blazing, we should first learn what we should learn to wrap up, if you will, uh, the past, to wrap up this last year. What are the lessons from this last year? And so I've been spending this show, the first two segments, going over the foundation for this. So if you miss any of this radio show, this is not one of those radio shows where you can just pop in and pop out. I'm working on your thinking. I'm working on your mind. I'm working to make you the best version of yourself. I'm working to help you maximize the potentials you were created with. So if you miss any of this radio show, a couple of options. First of all, you can go to likeitmattersradio.com. 
LikeItMattersRadio.com has this message and many archived messages over the last couple months. Uh, secondly, uh, you can go to iHeartRadio iHeartRadio, uh, you can listen to us anywhere in the world. I just got a text this morning from Nivaldo Conti from Sao Paulo, Brazil, saying, I'm listening to your radio show at work. We've got a huge graduate base all over the country and all over the world. And so if you go to iHeartRadio, you can just query Wellness Radio 1570, Wellness Radio 1570, uh, and there you will find us twice a day. Uh, Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. That's our first run. That's our live show. And then it replays from 5 to 6 p.m. on that same format. Now, we are in two terrestrial markets, and our goal by the end of ni- uh, 2019 is to be in 50-5-0 terrestrial market. And that means the local market. That means you can go out in your car or go to your radio dial and put it on the AM or FM dial in your city and actually listen to us at certain times. So in t- beautiful Twin Cities of Minneapolis-St. Paul, we play twice a day from 9 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. That's our live. That's our first run. And then we replay from 5 to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And then we're in the beautiful city of St. Louis in the beautiful state of Missouri. And we are on Praise 95.1 FM, 1260 AM, the St. Louis Gospel Experience. And we play every Monday through Friday from 7 to 8 p.m. Today, we're talking about the proper time to look back. It's not always appropriate to look back. Not always appropriate. Matter of fact, most of the time, you need to get your eyes fixed forward where you're going, not where you've been. However, there are appropriate times. It's just like emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is using the right emotion with the right intensity at the right time for the right reason, direct toward the right person the right way. Uh, And most people lack emotional intelligence. Like in my class, it's very intense. And a lot of people lack emotional intelligence. They don't know how to deal with stress. And so what they do is they use stress-reducing techniques like laughter and humor and telling jokes to, to take away the tension. But that also takes away from what I'm working to do, the learning that's taking place. So I hit people really hard. They come in my class the first night telling jokes or being light because that's not the proper mindset. The example I give is if you came to, let's say one of my kids was killed, however they died, doesn't matter, and you came to their funeral telling a joke, I'd punch you. I'm not saying that telling jokes is bad. I'm saying at that moment, that was totally inappropriate. And so looking back has its value, but you need to make sure you look back at the proper time for the proper reason. And so we need to practice. Remember, a good old boy from down south wants to go to uh, do some sightseeing in New York City. So he's in New York City, jumps in a taxi cab. He says, hey, Mac, I want to go see Carnegie Hall. He goes, what's the best way to get to Carnegie Hall? And the taxi cab driver said, that's easy. Practice, practice, practice. And so what we want to do is go into the scientific reason why looking back at times has value. And so we're going to go into words like retrieval practice, elaboration, uh, deliberate practice, self-efficacy. And retrieval practice is a strategy in which bringing information to mind enhances and boosts learning. Deliberately recalling information forces us to pull our knowledge, quote, out and examine what we know. The example I I got from this article was recalling an answer to a science question improves learning to a greater extent than looking up the answer in a textbook. And having to actually recall and write down an answer to a flashcard improves learning more than thinking that you know the answer and flipping the card over prematurely. Often we think we've learned some piece of information, but we come to realize we struggle when we, quote, attempt to recall the answer. It's precisely this struggle or challenge that improves our memory. It's opening neural pathways. It's once we do something over and over and over, it creates a pathway. Indiana University. I was told the first year of their school, they had their buildings up but no sidewalks. And after the first year, they went in and put sidewalks down where the ruts were the thickest and the deepest. Why? Because they knew that where the ruts were the thickest and the deepest, that meant more people walked that way more often. It creates a neural pathway. That's how your basal ganglia in your unconscious mind works. And we are creatures of habit. We go to what we know. In times of despair, we go to what we know. The good book in Second Peter 2.22 says the dog returns to its own vomit and the sow, after washing herself, returns to wallow in the mire. You got to get this. Here's an important note. Cognitive scientists used to refer to retrieval practice as the testing effect. Prior research examined the fascinating finding that tests or short quizzes dramatically improve learning. 
More recently, researchers have demonstrated that more than simply tests and quizzes improves learning. Flashcards, practice problems, writing prompts are also powerful tools. And by the way, whether you call this strategy retrieval practice or the testing effect, it's important to keep in mind that the act of pulling information, quote, out from our minds dramatically improves learning not the tests themselves. In other words, retrieval is the active process we engage to boost learning. Test quizzes are merely methods to promote retrieval. So retrieval practice makes learning effortful and challenging. And because retrieving information requires mental effort, we often think we are doing poorly if we can't remember something. That's not true. See, we may feel like progress is slow, but that's when our best learning takes place. The more difficult the retrieval process, remember you're opening neural pathways, the better it is for long-term learning. And that's why you got to practice, practice, practice to pull back data, to reflect back, to be as honest as possible. And that's why you need to know about the perceptual positions, which we go into, and I'll go into again today. Now, another aspect of reflection is called elaboration, which connects new knowledge to existing knowledge. It, it connects the new, the future, the present with the past. Think about that. So elaboration is the act of adding more information to existing information to create a more complex emergent whole. It can be defined as adding details or expanding on an idea. It involves developing an idea by incorporating details to amplify the original simple idea. Elaboration enhances ideas and objects by providing nuance and detail. Elaboration may involve planning or executing a task with painstaking attention to numerous parts or details. This is why the perceptual position. There are only three ways to see anything in life. And once you understand this, everything changes. And why does this matter? Because in each one of these positions, it gives you more data. So as you reflect back, as you recollect the past, then you can see things you might have missed, feel feel things you might have missed, or hear things you might have missed. So the three perceptual positions are self, other, and observer. First position is self. That's ego. That's our default position. It's seeing the world through our, our own eyes. We don't need training for that. That's our default. That's where we live. But second position is others, empathy. It's taking yourself out of your map of reality, taking yourself out of your skin, taking yourself out of your shoes, and metaphorically picking yourself up, moving over, and occupying the position, the mindset, the BS, if you will, of that other person. See, what's lacking in today's world is understanding, empathy. You know, Jared, that subway guy that was a pervert that molested little kids. I remember reading an article that he got beaten up in jail and was molested or whatever. And people in the section were so pleased, were so happy. He got what he deserved. And see, where's the empathy? First of all, what he did was disgusting. God has a special place for people who hurt children. But if rape is wrong as it is, if molestation is wrong as and it is, why is it okay to use it as punishment? See, at some point, you got to realize, have some empathy, some, empathy, some understanding. Cause, but by the grace of God, there go I. If one person is capable, we're all capable. And those of you high flute now that don't think you can do anything wrong, you are sadly mistaken. You occupy flesh that allows it to take place. And so you got first position, which is self. Second position with this other, which is the ability to understand, to walk a mile in someone else's moccasins. And then third position is observer. It's what we call overview. It's from a disassociated perspective. You're not emotionally involved. It's kind of like you're watching on a DVD player or a Blu-ray player. or a, you know, It's like you're watching the action that you did with somebody else. And this is important to address. A perfect example. Uh, last night, I got a huge fight with uh, my, uh, the mother of my son, Major, and her husband. Boy, he was just going off. He's insecure. He's an angry little guy. And he's in a bad position, in all fairness. Uh, and Major is struggling in schools, has been for the last two years, and we only get it for six school days a month. And so they uh, refuse to do anything. They're so busy living their lives that it rips my soul out. And they just brush it off like it's no big deal, like all kids struggle. And I guess he, uh, her new husband uh, struggled with education, he's not too smart. So now he puts his reality onto my son. And so that's okay. So there's no pushing. There's no jostling. And so when he comes to my place, he has to get caught up. And so it's all work. And when he's at her place, he gets to do whatever he wants. Gets to play games we don't let him play. Gets to run the mill. They work till six or seven. So two different lifestyles. But he was just living uh, this uh, my my ex's uh, husband. 
And after I went back and reread an email I'd sent a couple of days ago, I dissociated without my emotional involvement. I was wrong. I said some harsh things. I was mean. Uh, I'm pretty good with words, and I could do surgery on people without anesthesia, and it's not pretty. And so I actually had to apologize. I actually had to tell them I was sorry. But I would have never known that unless I went back to look. That's the value of these perceptual positions. They give you information that you might not have known without that looking back. And so today on Like It Matters Radio, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about not only looking back, but the power and the scientific value of looking back. I am Mr. Black. You are under construction. We'll be back in three minutes. Give a person a fish and you feed them for a meal. Teach them to fish and you change their destiny. At Like It Matters Radio, we teach you how you were made, how you create experience, and how you can change your world by changing your thinking. Opioid addiction, mental health crisis, PTSD, the soaring suicide rate, political hate and animosity. There is a crisis of toxic proportions and it is destroying us. This pandemic is destroying the foundation of our hope. Hope is fading. At Like It Matters Radio, we help people change their life by changing their thinking and doing based on how we are made. Our mission is to help people maximize their potentials and to live their life like it matters. Our goal is to change this world through our national radio show, bringing hope to listeners everywhere in every heart, body, and soul. We need your help, sponsors, donors, and helpers to do the work that needs to be done to change our world. If you are willing, please email us at mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com. In the subject line, put posse. Again, that's Mr. Black at likeitmattersradio.com. In the subject line, put posse. Join our posse today and leave a legacy for others to follow. Email us at Mr. Black at likeitmattersradio.com. In the subject line, put posse. Still need more of Mr. Black? Understand how your brain is wired with brain mapping. This innate intelligence profile will identify your personality and learning styles to help you maximize your potential. Transformational Leadership Awakening has changed the life of thousands of participants and can change yours too. Mr. Black also does one-on-one life caddy work. If you want him to walk with you and help you be your dreams, then having Mr. Black as a life coach is the answer. Training is available on an individual basis and company-wide, all at likeitmatters.net. This is America's Lifestyle Coach with today's Health Minute. Please visit us at oncallradio.com. Sam from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania writes, Dr. Ray, so recently my doctor has diagnosed me with an enlarged prostate. What should I do? Well, an enlarged prostate, several things. First, you want to make sure you maintain healthy testosterone levels. That's the primary male hormone. There's a byproduct of testosterone called DHT or dihydrotestosterone. It's the culprit. It's the one that causes the prostate to become enlarged. So you want to make sure you continually eat an avocado every single day. An avocado a day keeps prostate issues away. contains a component in it called beta cystero which protects the prostate every single time. Also, salt palmetto, pumpkin seed oil, and zinc. Zinc is the number one mineral that we as men need to protect our prostate and also to keep healthy testosterone levels. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio like it matters inspiration education and application i am mr black your radio life caddy and i want to thank you uh for spending the last three years with me on this radio we are so excited uh to where this radio show it's expanding it's all over the country our goal is by the end of the year end of 2019 to be a syndicated show to where we're in every city available to anybody who wants to listen to us. And our minimum goal is to be in at least 50 cities terrestrially where people can turn on their radio dial in their local city and get us on the radio. And so please help us expand. This is our cause. This is our belief. We're going to change the world. we got to change our thinking. It's a mind game, people. If you're interested in what I do uh, when I'm not on the radio, go to likeitmatters.net. That's where I actually teach you all this and and take you through a life-transforming experience called Leadership Awakening at likeitmatters.net. And today, 
We're talking about looking back, the power of looking back. As we wrap up 2018, we need to look back and learn the lessons from last year, the good, the bad, the highs, the lows, uh, the SWAT. And uh, we're not going to have time today to go into actual SWOT analysis. I will do that on uh, Monday's radio show. Uh, But I want to go ahead and finish off today's show by finishing the thought that we've been talking about the power of reflection. And there's a lot of empirical evidence around reflection. There's a study that was done regarding the bias for action that we tend to have. It showed that getting a certain amount of knowledge slash experience and then taking time to reflect is much more effective than getting that knowledge slash experience and then continuing to to work to acquire more without stopping to reflect. The study also shows that only a small percentage, 18%, opted to engage in reflection before continuing with their task. These people outperformed those who either chose to stop or continue without reflection later on. It is emphasized that the study showed that reflection is more useful than experience at a point. That's why in our class at the end of each module, we have them reflect back. What are the benefits you're receiving from this training and specifically how will you apply them to your personal business life? And we also have them remind themselves. Think about the word remember. It's to put something back together. Right, Your members are your arms and your legs. Every time you put the arms and legs on Mr. Potato Head, you remembered him. And life is about experience. And we need to know how to remember things because it really does not matter what happens to us in life. What matters is how we remember it. It doesn't matter what happens to us. It matters how we explain it to ourselves. What is the narrative? And learning is an art. And once you learn the process of learning, then you can do things a lot simpler. So please stay in touch with us. Go to Facebook. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash LIM radio. Go to iTunes. You can subscribe to us now on iTunes. Just go to iTunes and subscribe to Like It Matters Radio. And this is something, this reflective learning to looking back is something we need to practice. It's called deliberate practice. It's also mentioned that in its original form, deliberate practice can be helpful because it allows you to get feedback either from somebody else or yourself. Remember I said the perceptual positions give you additional information so that you can incorporate it and adjust your practice accordingly. So that why? So that you can do better the next time than you did the last time. Deliberate practice refers to a special type of practice that is purposeful and systematic. See, I don't believe in Jeopardy knowledge. I don't want to teach you anything to know it. I want to teach it so you can use it. That's why this deliberate practice is so important. It's a purposeful. It's systematic. While regular practice might include mindless repetitions, deliberate practice requires more Focused attention and is conducted with a specific goal of improving performance. Remember, constant and never-ending improvement. On this radio show in likeitmatters.net, we call it being under construction. Being a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. It's based on Dr. Charles Edward Deming's concept of canine. To this day, you have Six Sigma, Lean Sigma, uh, you know, Lean Manufacturing, all byproducts of Dr. Deming's work of constant and never-ending improvement. By the way, another finding from the study is reference that ties reflection to self-efficacy. You know what self-efficacy is? Self-confidence. It's to believe in yourself and your ability. It showed that the more someone engages in reflection, the more confident they become. The more confident they come means they do better. Self-efficacy is also tied to motivation. Think about that. Because you do things that you feel confident in. And by the way, self-efficacy, Bandura has a four sources of efficacy. How do you build self-confidence? Well, in a positivepsychology.org in the UK from Miriam Akhtar, uh, this is on Bandura's self-efficacy. She says self-efficacy or confidence, as is commonly known, is one of the most enabling psychological models to have been adopted into positive psychology. It is the optimistic self-belief in our competence or chances of successful accomplishing a task and producing a favorable outcome. Self-efficacy is certainly worth having because, as Henry Ford famously put it, whether you believe you can or you can't, you are right. And Gandhi perfectly understood the pivotal role that self-belief plays in our lives. Remember his quote? Your beliefs become your thoughts. 
Your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions. Your actions become your habits. Your habits become your values. And your values become your destiny. And you got to realize that your will to believe, to act as if, is so powerful. Self-efficacy plays a major part in determining our chances for success. So where do we get that self-confidence? Where do we get that self-efficacy? Well, Albert Bandura names four sources of efficacy beliefs. Number one, he says mastery experiences. The first and foremost source of self-confidence is through mastery experiences. However, nothing is more powerful than having a direct experience of mastery to increase self-efficacy. That's why our training changes lives because it's, it's experiential. People learn how to overcome. People learn how to pick themselves up, dust themselves off, and hit it again. A wise man will stumble seven times but get back up, but the wicked will stumble into ruin. To have a resilient sense of self-efficacy requires experience in overcoming obstacles through effort and perseverance. Number two way to build this self-confidence is vicarious experiences. The second source, he says, comes from our observance of people around us, especially people we consider as role models. Remember the three perceptual positions? Self, other, and overview. By putting ourselves in someone else's shoes. By seeing people similar to ourselves succeed by their sustained effort, it raises our belief that we too possess the capabilities to master the activities. Remember Dr. Susan Jeffers wrote a great book called Field of Fear and Do It Anyways. And she says three levels down, fear comes down to a basic concept that I can't handle it. And once you realize you can handle it, then you can feel the fear and do it anyways. That's what uh, he's talking about. Number three, verbal persuasion. Influential people in our lives, such as parents, teachers, managers, and coaches, can strengthen our beliefs that we have what it takes to succeed. Being persuaded that we possess the capabilities to master certain activities means that we are more likely to put in the effort and sustain it when problems arise. Do you hear it? It's called encouragement. That's why we're supposed to be encouragers of the brethren. We're supposed to edify the saints. And that's what they're talking about here, to build people up with our words. Remember, you can be a builder or you can be a destroyer. Words can either build people up or can tear people down. And because I'm so good with my words, I have to be careful that I can do surgery on people and just cut them up. And that's why I'd apologize to my ex-wife, Lindsay, and her, and her husband, because they were wrong in a lot of things, but the way I reacted was not proper. It was not verbally using my words the way God uh, taught me how to use them. Number four way to build self-confidence based on uh, Albert uh, Bandura. Is that his name? Albert Bandura. Uh, He says, emotional and physiological states. Remember, we talk about states of mind all the time. The state you're in will influence how you judge your self-efficacy or self-confidence. Depression, for example, can dampen confidence in our abilities. Stress reactions or tension are interpreted as signs of vulnerability to poor performance, whereas positive emotions can boost our confidence in our skills. So again, get your emotions on. To have the right emotions. Remember, everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. If someone says they love you, but you don't believe they love you, how will you act? Would you give your life for a lie? Most people want to give their life for the truth. And that's why it all starts with our thinking. Because like Henry Ford said, if you believe you can or believe you can't, you are correct. Because you'll act as if. And the interesting thing is Albert Bandera identified uh, these four But psychologist James Maddox suggested a fifth route to self-efficacy through what's called imaginal experiences, the art of visualizing yourself behaving effectively or successfully in a given situation. Why? Because what happens, you go to the right side of your brain and you create an experience out of nothing. And once you've seen it, heard it, even if you made it up, it now becomes part of your memory. And one thing I teach in likeitmatters.net and teach you on this radio is your unconscious mind does not differentiate between Hollywood and reality. It treats everything as if. Every picture it treats as if. It doesn't say this was made up. This is real. And so, ladies and gentlemen, this is how you become the best version of yourself. It's time before we move forward to take a look back. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you to be more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters, it does. Gentlemen, have Viagra and Cialis let you down? 
think your best days are behind you? Think again. If you suffer from any type of ED, regardless of your age or medical history, Atlas Med Group can help you now. Our breakthrough ED treatment restores function naturally. No pills, no painful needles, no pumps, no surgery. Just the newest available proven treatment from Europe using acoustic energy waves. Our FDA-cleared medical device is a safe, non-invasive medical treatment that breaks up blockages and repairs blood vessels and erectile tissue to restore function. No painful needles, no dangerous pills, no side effects. Call 612-879-9300. That's 612-879-9300. If you want to avoid needles or if Viagra and Cialis have let you down, call Atlas Med Group at 612-879-9300 today and get your relationship back. Call 612-879-9300 or go to 612atlas.com. That's 612atlas.com. Hi, this is Scott Black, host of Like It Matters Radio, heard weekday mornings at... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.